You're listening to the Design Your Dream Year podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create the most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, my friend. It is Allison. Welcome back to the podcast, or if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the podcast. Today is a special episode because this is officially episode number 100. Woo! Oh my goodness, yeah! Cue the virtual confetti, doing some dance moves. All right, that's about all the celebratory activities that I had planned to celebrate this episode. But seriously, I can't believe that it's episode 100 and all I can say is I'm really excited to do another 100 episodes. So thank you so much for being with me. Again, whether you're here for the first time or whether you have been with me all 100 episodes, it really is an honor for you to tune in and listen and to sit down and have this sort of virtual chat with me. So really glad, really thankful to have you here. And before I dive into today's topic all about intuition, which I cannot wait to talk about, I do want to preface this by saying that there has been a ton of noise on my street lately, whether it is some sort of construction or lawnmowers or weed whackers or machines cutting down trees. I swear there has been some type of really loud noise off and on for the entire day, Monday through Friday. And so I just want to say that if you hear some noise in the background, I apologize in advance. I actually have a clear window right now. I woke up at 8 a.m. to the sound of jackhammers. <laughs> and I was like, great, because I was literally planning on recording the podcast at like 8.15, 8.30. So the jackhammers started right before I was planning on doing that. So anyway, they stopped. And I'm hoping that this little window of silence continues. But if it doesn't, let's just, we're just gonna have to go with it because today it is a matter of if this doesn't get recorded now, then it's not going to happen. And I want this to happen because your intuition is a topic that I am super passionate about. And that is exactly what we're talking about today. I wanna talk about, I think I have like five different ways that you can really activate and strengthen your intuition so that you can make the best possible decisions and take the best possible actions for yourself in your life. And I have talked about intuition and the importance of really honing in on it before a few times on this podcast. Uh, and I've also shared how I personally have been really focused on strengthening and listening to my own intuition, especially over the last two, two and a half years as I've becoming, as I've been becoming super intentional about really getting into full alignment in my life and in my business and just alignment in all the places. And so I wanted to pop on and share just a few things that I have learned and have also put into practice that have been really so super, 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 not sober, really super helpful. So that is what we are gonna be talking about today because we all have intuition. We each come equipped with our own personal inner GPS and that is 
always trying to guide us in the best possible direction and towards the best possible outcome for ourselves. And who doesn't want that, right? Like who doesn't want to go in the best possible direction and get the best possible outcome? I know that I personally am very interested in taking the best possible path and reaching the best possible outcomes for myself, which is why I have been so obsessed with it in recent years. But before we talk about some ways for how to activate and strengthen your intuition, I first want to talk about some ways that your intuition can show up and communicate with you. Because we're often taught that your intuition is like your own little inner voice. It's that gut feeling. And it is. It definitely is. And for a lot of people, that is how it shows up the most. But I've learned and I've also come to experience that your intuition can also speak in many different other ways as well. And if you're not really aware of these ways and how it might show up, then you're way less likely to pay attention and to take it as your intuition trying to speak to you. So first I want to talk about all the different ways that your intuition can actually be trying to get your attention and tell you a little something something. And the first way is, as I mentioned, it's that inner voice. It is that inner voice that is uh, clear, it's calm, and it's usually quiet, but not always. If you listened to my recent episode a couple weeks ago about my six month ayahuasca update, you know that my intuition has been very loud lately, which is why I was getting confused and thinking that it couldn't possibly be my intuition because it was too loud. So sometimes your intuition, if it's like mine, it can be loud, but in general, it's a more quiet voice and it is not your mind. Your mind is usually more urgent. It's fear-based. It tries to convince you and give you reasons and give you excuses. Whereas your inner voice, it's calm. There is no convincing. There are no excuses. It's not trying to, you know, hound you into doing something. It's just like a little calm, simple voice or a phrase and you just you just kind of know which is the next way that it can show up your intuition can show up as of course that gut feeling as a just knowing like for whatever reason you don't know how you don't know why there's no logical explanation you just know and you feel it in your gut you, those times where you know you can look back and you made a decision and it didn't turn out the way you want and you were like oh dang it like i knew i should have done the other thing that was your intuition. But it can also show up in different parts of your body. So it doesn't have to be just your gut. You could feel it somewhere else. So I have noticed that for me over this last year as I've really amped up my, you know, <laughs> awareness of paying attention to my intuition, that for me, my intuition frequently shows up as my nose tingling. Like, you know that feeling where you're about to cry and your nose starts tingling? That is how my intuition shows up. I have noticed it's been doing that a lot lately when I'm like making a decision or I'm kind of deciding on what to do. And when I get to the, when I, you know, think about the choice that is the best possible option for me, my nose will start to tingle. It's, re it's really funny. And sometimes, and I know some other people that I know experience it as body chills. So that's not like my most frequent, but it definitely happens. Sometimes if I am thinking of something that is like, I know it is the best thing for me to do, I will get goosebumps on my arms. 
So start to pay attention to other signals that your body might be giving you in addition to the gut feeling. So it could show up in other ways as well. And then another way that it can show up are, are, are in your other senses. So for example, your sense of smell. I was doing journaling prompts a week or two ago and it was all about inner reflection and I was writing about all of the things that lit me up. I was just trying to get clarity on what lights me up right now. And out of nowhere, I suddenly got a visual of a flower and I smelled a super strong florals, floral smell as if someone was literally holding a flower under my nose. It was crazy. So I like saw a flash of it and I also smelled it. And I was like, oh yeah, I love flowers. As a kid, I loved to pick wildflowers. I, on my walks, I am obsessed with looking at them and I love to smell all of them. I'm the person who comes home from the walk with a yellow mustache of pollen because I've been smelling all the flowers. And so it was like reminding me like, hey, you love you love flowers, you love nature. So I wrote it down and it was, it was so weird. I, I smelled it for a couple seconds, so strong. And then it went away. So it can also show up in your different senses. And then another way that your intuition can show up and, and try and communicate with you is through dreams. So start paying attention to your dreams. I love to keep a dream journal. I have been doing it off and on for years, but I've been really consistent with it this year. But your intuition can frequently communicate through your dreams and also your subconscious, <laughs> your subconscious trying to work things out. And usually with your subconscious, if your dream is more like chaos and not really making sense and it's frantic and you wake up in the puddle of your own sweat, that's generally more uh, your subconscious. I actually did a workshop recently all about intuition with a shaman and she was talking about this and how to tell the difference in your dreams of whether it is your subconscious or whether it is your intuition. And that's one of the things that she said is that when your dreams are more chaotic, when they're more frantic, when they're just all over the place, which I have a lot of those, <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, what the heck was that? And you wake up and you're just kind of like, a little more frantic. Those are generally subconscious, subconscious trying to communicate or work things out. Whereas a little more clear, and simple and to the point dreams can be intuition. And so I experienced a dream. Most of my dreams are like subconscious. I got some stuff in my subconscious. My subconscious is crazy. But I had a very clear intuition-based dream a few weeks ago back when I first saw the apartment that I'm gonna be moving into in like three weeks, but who's counting? Um, I ended up finding my dream apartment, essentially. Short story is, uh, it was completely out of my comfort zone. I went to visit it. It was uh, everything that I could have wanted and more. And I was really on the fence about even trying to apply because like I said, it was completely out of my comfort zone. And that night I had a very clear dream that I was in the apartment. I was with my family. I was with my friends and it just felt so happy. And all of my family and friends were like, we love this place so much. We love this place. Oh my gosh. And the whole dream was like one big apartment warming party. And so I took that to mean that is a sign for my intuition that this is the right spot for me. So that, in, that compelled me to take the next step, which was to force myself to apply. Uh, whereas my usual dreams are like really chaotic. Usually they don't make any sense. They're super weird. So that's another way that your intuition can show up. And then 
Another way is through signs and synchronicities. So maybe you ask for a sign and you see it, or, you know, just like those little synchronistic events where you're just like, when you realize what just happened, you're like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? Like the connection of events that had to arrange themselves in order for something to happen. So that can also be your intuition. And again, with my apartment, I'll have to do, I think I've already said this already, but I'm going to have to do a whole episode on how my apartment came into my world because it was super synchronistic. But also another example of this would be, you know, like I said, signs. So about a week or two ago, I was kind of trying to make a decision, uh, something to do with my business. And I asked randomly, I was like, okay, uh, I'm supposed to do this thing. Show me a purple butterfly. (laughs) And the way that I personally ask for signs is that I'll usually kind of get quiet and clear my mind. And the first image that I see pop up into my mind, that's what I asked to see. So I was like, okay, I want to ask for a sign to know if this is the right direction. So I closed my eyes, got quiet, and within a minute or so, not even a minute, like a few seconds, the first thing that popped into my mind's eye was a purple butterfly, which is why I asked for that. And then later on that day, I got onto Instagram, and the first thing that I saw in my feed was a big old post with a butterfly silhouetted. And I was like, oh my God, it's a butterfly. And then I clicked on one of the stories, the Instagram stories, and I noticed in the background of that person's story, there was a butterfly photo that was framed in the background. So I was just like, oh my gosh. So it wasn't purple, but it was still a butterfly. And so I'm like, yeah, that's that's a sign. And then I woke up the next morning and when I got on Instagram, I saw a post from one of the people that I follow. It was a quote post, but in the background of the quote, it was actually a video, quote video. In the background of the video was a purple butterfly graphic flittering around. And and then on my walk that day, a butterfly literally almost crashed into my face. And so there are times like that where you can ask for a sign and it could be a way that your intuition is communicating with you. Now, a little side note also about that is you don't want to become reliant on those. So I have noticed that for me, like I love asking for signs, but sometimes I feel like I don't get the sign because it's basically my intuition being like, okay, you're not gonna get the sign because you already know in your gut what the answer is. So you need to learn to trust your intuition. So you don't wanna become reliant on signs and things like that because if you don't get the quote unquote sign you asked for, well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a yes or no, depending on what you're asking a sign for. So ultimately signs are great, little synchronicities are great, but the bottom line is that you're always going to know if you kind of just, you know, get quiet and listen for that little voice. You're gonna have a feeling when you really get down to it. And then another way that your intuition can communicate with you is through symbols. So you know, you probably heard people talk about angel numbers. Those are the repetitive numbers, 111, 333, 222, all the repetitive numbers called angel numbers can also be communication. And as I mentioned, I recently did a workshop with a shaman. And what I really found interesting was she mentioned how a lot of people will ask her, hey, do do angel numbers actually mean anything? Like, are they actually a thing or is it just silly nonsense? And basically what she said was, if the symbols, 
aka something like angel numbers, if they mean something to you, then it is communication. But if you do not think they mean anything, if you don't pay attention, if you don't care about them, then it's not. So basically, if it means something to you, then yes, it is communication. So for me, I definitely see it as communication. I just think it's so much fun. Like the more signs, synchronicities, symbols, uh, for me, it just makes life more fun, more playful, more exciting. Like, ooh, I'm getting the sign from the universe. So I definitely see them as a way that my subconscious is, or not subconscious, my intuition is trying to communicate with me. So I have a lot of fun with that, but really it's in the eye of the beholder and what it means or does not mean to you. And then a final way that your intuition can communicate with you is through animals. So if you notice yourself seeing the same animal, you know, over and over again, and obviously if you live with a cat like I do, then <laughs> you're gonna see a cat like every day. But I mean, like if you're on a walk and you keep noticing a certain animal, or even if you just see it one time, that animal can actually mean something. So I will frequently see a random animal or two when I'm in deep meditation. Like when I'm in deep meditation, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just letting thoughts come and go. Sometimes I'll get visuals and sometimes I will just see a random animal for no reason. Like the other day, I saw a swan several times. And so I'm like, okay, after the meditation's over, gotta go look up what the swan totem means. Um, things like that. And also, you know, if you listened to my episodes way back in February where I shared my ayahuasca experience that I saw a fox. And this is before I ever did, before I did ayahuasca, we did a breathwork thing where you're not taking anything, it's just breathing. And during that breathwork ceremony, I saw a fox and that fox ended up showing up later in my week. So it was crazy. So when you see animals, just start to pay attention. And even if you're listening to this and you're like, you're weird, that's stupid. Just get like, just, you know, I mean, if it's not for you, that's fine. But Keep an open mind and just be curious, you know, like what if, you know, that's all you got to say. Like, you don't have to say it's true, but like, what if, you know, what if it was, what if this were a sign, what does it mean? So I love to look up the animal totem meanings when I see a particular animal. So as you, as you can see, there are a lot of different ways that your intuition can show up. And some of these ways might be more strong or frequent for you, and some might be more strong and frequent for others. So maybe for you, you just have that inner voice and that gut feeling, or maybe you get visuals, or maybe you see the numbers, or it's a combination. So it can show up in one or multiple ways, and depending on the time of your life, it can also kind of change. But the bottom line is to start to just pay attention. I am telling you from my experience of really just making this my top priority, things get really fascinating when you start to pay attention. It's like, ooh, it's so interesting. It's like little magic bits sprinkled throughout your day. So now that we have talked about some ways that your intuition can be communicating, communicating with you, I can't communicate today, I can't talk apparently, how your intuition communicates with you. Now let's talk about how you can actually strengthen your intuition muscle, your inner GPS system. Because whether you realize it or not, you are intuitive by nature. Being intuitive is your natural state, 
but sometimes we let our relationship with our intuition fall by the wayside, either because we're not making the time to listen or to pay attention, or we just choose to keep ignoring it. It's like we hear it, but we're just gonna choose to ignore it. So speaking of listening, that is the first way to strengthen your intuition. So diving into the, I think I have five, five ways to uh, strengthen your intuition. Let us start with number one, which is making the time to listen. Your intuition is talking to you every day, all day, all day. I don't know what that was, all day. Your intuition is talking to you all day, every day. There we go. But a lot of the times, like I said, we stay so busy doing things and our mind is always clogged with endless thoughts and chatter that we're never able to give our intuition the space and the quietness to actually speak to us because we don't hear it, we're distracted. So your intuition, it speaks in those quiet moments where you're relaxed, where your mind is just becoming sort of a blank. That is why it's not uncommon for people to get these sudden amazing insights or ideas when they're doing something like showering. Why? Because they're in the shower and they're relaxed and they're, if you're like me, taking a boiling hot shower and their mind's just kind of blank and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I just got the best idea. Or like out on a run for me, my mind gets very relaxed and I just, I'm not really thinking about anything. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I have the best idea. So those are the moments where your intuition speaks to you and where you're really able to hear it. It's those quiet moments when your body is relaxed and when your mind is also relaxed. So do activities that are meditative. So, you know, whether for you that's showering or going for a run, or maybe it's doing the dishes, maybe it's cleaning, maybe it's walking in nature, definitely do those, but also just set aside some actual time every single day to sit down and listen in the form of meditation. So doing meditative activities, that is great. And that is a great first step, but I think it's really important to still be intentional about setting aside time that you have set aside specifically for the purpose of listening to your intuition in the form of meditation, even if it is just five minutes a day. If you're like I was, uh, I don't even know at this point, three years ago, four years, I don't, I'm lo I've lost track of time. Point is there was a time where I just could not sit down and meditate. I thought it was a waste of time and I couldn't even do it for a minute. So if you're there, just know I've been there, but this is important and it's like a muscle. It's gonna get easier with practice. Heck, even if it's two minutes a day, make it a priority because remember, this is your opportunity to get guidance on the best possible decisions, path, and outcome for your life. It is worth it. There's nothing more important than setting aside the time to listen to your intuition. I personally, at the beginning of my meditation, I like to actually ask, is there any guidance or insight that I need to be aware of today or any specific actions that I need to take today? And then I just sit and I get myself into receiving mode. And the way to do that is to just focus on staying relaxed. Take some deep breaths, relax your body. If your mind chatter is chattering, 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 that is okay. Just focus on your breath. Paying attention to it coming in for four seconds, 
holding it a moment and going out for four seconds. Put all your attention on your breath because the more that you do that, the more that your mind is gonna quiet down. So that is a great little way if you, especially like me in the beginning, are having this constant mind chatter to really focus on your breath. And when you have a thought come up, don't be like, oh, dang it, my mind wasn't clear. It didn't work. No, just acknowledge the thought. Be like, oh, hey, cool. And then just like kind of send it on its way, you know, like acknowledge it, be like, cool, I'll think about that later. So really just focus on relaxing. That's all you gotta do, relaxing, taking those deep breaths, and resting your attention on your actual breath. And it's in those moments where you're able to hear your intuition. And along the same lines of listening, another way to strengthen your intuition is to get into heart coherence. Heart coherence, I'm not gonna go into detail about how to do it or what it is because I actually did an entire episode on it. It is episode number 86, which I will link below in the show notes, but this is something that it takes three minutes a day, and not only is it going to help you access your intuition, but it's also going to help your body release something like 200 different chemicals that are amazing for the body, for healing, for rejuvenation. It is like the best health treatment that you could give yourself and it relaxes your entire nervous system. So anyway, way number two to strengthen your intuition is to do heart coherence. And if you don't know what that is, like I said, it takes three minutes and I talk all about it, the step-by-step -step for how to do it, super easy, but I like to break everything into steps, and that is episode number 86. So feel free to give that a listen after this one. And then the third way to strengthen your intuition is to just start practicing with really small decisions. Like as you go throughout your day, ask your intuition what you should wear, or what to eat for lunch today, or hmm, which direction should I go on for my walk outside, or which direction should I take for my drive? What song should I listen to today? What book should I read? So practice, and honestly, I think this is a great thing to do all the time, is just to make it a habit, even for these little decisions that might seem trivial, begin to just take a moment to ask your intuition what to do. And when you hear it, because you will, you will get a feeling, then actually do it. <laughs> do it. Don't like listen to it constantly and then actively keep ignoring it. And I know that I have ignored my intuition so many times on like those big things, those things that feel big, the things that feel scary. Like for example, in past relationships where I knew after like day one that it was not the relationship for me, but yet I would stay in it for months or in my early years for years, even though I knew in my gut intuitively that this is not the relationship for me, but I chose to ignore it because I couldn't face, you know, breaking up with the person. So there have been so many times in my life for bigger, bigger things that I have ignored my intuition on because I was afraid. And then, you know, months, weeks, years later, when I actually did the thing I know that I needed to do intuitively, it ended up being, you know, worse because I put it off for so long. But a great way to just get in the habit of listening to your intuition and actually, you know, doing it, doing the thing it's telling you to do is with these little decisions where there isn't this like overwhelming amount of fear or uncomfortableness. So like, like I said, just asking your intuition what you should eat today, what you should have for lunch, 
what direction to take to work. So make it into like a little game. That's what I like to do. I like to make it into a little game. I like to ask it as much as possible throughout my day what I should do. And then even if the thing doesn't make sense, because a lot of times your intuition doesn't make sense in what it tells you to do, because it's like you can't see the full picture, it'll make sense later, but maybe not right now. So even if it doesn't make sense and you're like, that can't be right, go ahead and do it anyway. And then the fourth way to strengthen your intuition is to kind of like I was talking about earlier for how it can show up, but it's for to it's to ask for signs and synchronicities. So for example, if you're trying to make a decision about something, again, it doesn't matter how big or small the decision is, but start playing around with asking for a sign. Give me a sign if it's no. Give me a sign if it's yes. And as I mentioned already, the way I like to come up with a thing to ask for is the sign is I like to close my eyes, get really quiet into like a meditative state. And usually within seconds, something will pop up in my mind's eye. And that is the thing that I ask to see. But you don't even have to ask for something specific. You could just say, give me a sign. Now, the important part with this is that you have to release attachment. So if you ask for a sign and you're actively looking for it and expecting it, you're probably not going to get it. At least that is how it's worked for me. All of the times where I've asked for a sign for something and I am aware of it and I'm waiting for it and I'm looking around for it and expecting it, I pretty much never get it but it's those moments where I completely forget that I ever asked for a sign in the first place. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm certainly not looking for it. That is when it will pop up and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I asked for this thing. So play around with just asking for signs and synchronicities, but release the attachment to them happening. Literally, you wanna forget about it. You just wanna let it go, completely forget about it. And also, as I mentioned, you don't want to rely on these things either. So there might be times where you don't get that sign you asked for. And that doesn't mean that you should go like if you're asking for a yes on something and you don't get the sign that says it's a yes, that doesn't mean that it's a no. You will still know in your heart of hearts if it is a yes. And as with me, there have been several times where I knew in my gut what the answer was, but I asked for a sign anyway, because I love asking for signs. I didn't get the sign. And it was like my intuition was like, yo, you're not getting that sign because you already know you need to learn to trust that intuition. So that is another fun way to strengthen your intuition, make it make it a fun little game throughout your day to ask for signs and synchronicities. And life is so much more magical when you see those synchronicities and signs as actual ways that your intuition and the universe is communicating with you versus just chance. I don't believe that is a thing. So just try it on. Like, you know, what if, what if it wasn't just a coincidence? And then the fifth way to strengthen your intuition is to clear out the crap. <laughs> so this is one of the things that the shaman who I've mentioned a few times already talked about in this workshop that we did on intuition is about how if you are clogged with all of this crap, crappy food, other people's energy, all of that, you're going to have a hard time listening to your intuition. And so one of the things that can 
block, for lack of a better word, your intuition for, from you hearing it is things that are in your diet. So your intuition never stops talking. It's just that certain things will keep you from hearing it. It's like your, your intuition is the water, it's the river, and then there's crap that builds up that like a dam that prevents the water from getting through. The dam is the stuff that we're talking about right now. So blocks can be food, you know, sugar, processed foods, uh, even dairy, the, even things like coffee. So we already know that sugar and processed foods are not good for you at all. So those are just great things in general to be mindful of, to consume as little as possible. I know for me, when I have sugar, I react to it really badly in that I crave it like nobody's business, which is part of the reason why it really blocks me from listening to my intuition because I can't hear my intuition if all I can think about is how badly I need baked goods you know like I can't focus on listening to my intuition if all I can think about is cupcakes so there are certain foods that are just no bueno and even things like coffee I love coffee I have a cup every single morning but having too much coffee like if you are constantly relying on coffee to get you through your day. That is something that is going to stimulate your mind, usually make it a little more chattery. And so if you're always on go, 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 moving forward, your mind is like, oh, let's do this. Oh, I'm hyped up on coffee. Then you're not really gonna be able to hear your intuition. So just, you know, being mindful of the things that you're eating in general, the better that you eat, the more whole foods and vegetables and fruits and things that are good for you, like nuts and, all of those things are great and just clearing out as much crap as you can. And of course, bonus points, like you're obviously gonna feel better too and your health and you know those important things. And then another block that can contribute to this intuition dam is other people's energy. And this is something that I was not aware of until I started doing this deep dive into intuition and energy work and you know all of those things that we can't see and I have learned that I take on a lot of people's energy. If I am, I love to give off energy, <laughs> but I also take on a lot of energy and I can be around people who are maybe a bit of a downer and I will hold their energy with me even after I'm not hanging out with them. And so getting into the habit of being aware of, is this actually mine? Like, do I feel like crap right now because I actually feel these things or is it because I'm holding on to other people's energy? Like for example, the energy that has been going on so prevalently over the last few months of just so much going on in the world, all of the fear for instance related to the coronavirus, you might go on social media and be bombarded with negativity and just you know, fear-based tactics in marketing and news, and then you catch yourself the next day feeling fearful for no reason. Maybe you're not even looking at social media. Well, it's because all that energy is still caught in your, you know, bubble, so to speak, your aura, whatever you want to call it. There is an actual energy field around human beings that is measurable. It's a thing. So being aware of whether or not you're holding on to people's energy is a great way to not just uh, better manage how you're feeling and your energy levels, but also to hearing and strengthening your intuition. So my one of my 
favorite ways to kind of clearing up anything that is not mine and just kind of clearing up myself in general is breath work. I have mentioned breath work before. It's something that I learned back in February at Rhythmia. It's extremely powerful. No ayahuasca required. It's something you can do for free anytime, basically anywhere, and it can benefit you in as little as like five minutes. It's really powerful. So you can look up things like holo, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. I think it's holotropic, holotropic breathwork. I might be butchering that, but something to that effect. Just look up breathwork on YouTube and you're going to get all sorts of tutorials, but it can be extremely, extremely powerful. There have been times where, for example, I was about to go into Target the other day and as I was heading into the store for no reason, I felt like I was going to cry. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I, I, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not sad. There's nothing sad specifically happening, but I'm on the verge of tears right now. And I just knew I needed to go home and do a breathwork session to clear whatever there was. And not even 10 minutes into the breathwork session, I just started bawling for no reason. And then once I bawled for like a couple minutes, it was gone. And I don't know what it was, but it was cleared. So just being aware of taking on other people's energy and consciously letting go of it. And like I said, breathwork is a great way to do that. And then another uh, final intuition block that can be added to that damn is attachments and expectations. <laughs> and this is something that I have had to really work through in kind of all areas of my life. I always have these high expectations and pictures of how I want things to go and how it has to happen this way. But when you are so attached to the outcome, when it has to be a certain answer or it has to look a certain way, it blocks your intuition because it might not be the way that you're thinking. <laughs> you're essentially putting your intuition into a box when you do that. There are unlimited possibilities in the universe for like anything. And when you are so set on a specific way or a specific thing or a specific answer, you're kind of backing your intuition into a corner and it might not be the thing that you're expecting. And so it's really important to just sort of, you know, ask for the thing, ask for guidance, whatever, listen, or even just listening. You don't have to be asking for anything, just making the habit of listening. Don't go in expecting it. Don't go in expecting to hear a certain thing. Don't go in expecting it to show up a certain way. Like, okay, I have to see visions. Okay, I have to, you know, get the nose tingle. If my nose isn't tingled, it's not working. So be intentional about listening to your intuition, but let go of any expectation of how, how it shows up or um, how it's gonna answer you or what it's going to show you. So it's kind of like it's a, it's a delicate balance <laughs> of being intentional and also letting go. So those are some of the main ways that I personally have really been focusing on strengthening my intuition, things that I've learned, things that I've been practicing. So let's do a quickie recap of the five ways to really strengthen your intuition muscle, remembering that it is a muscle. And the more that you tune into it and do these types of things, the more naturally it's going to 
become to you and also the louder you're going to be able to hear it the more you're going to be able to get that you know inner guidance and the easier it's going to be for you to listen to it so it does take practice and repetition and it does get easier so way number one is to make time to listen every single day this one is so important even if it is just five minutes in the morning during that five minutes, all you gotta do is focus on relaxing your body and your mind and just paying attention to your breath in and out. That's gonna help quiet the mind chatter, but make it a priority five minutes. And then way number two is to get into heart coherence. This is something that I talk about in episode number 86. It is an amazing three minute trick that'll not just help you access your intuition, but it's also gonna give you a host of other amazing healing benefits for your body. Way number three is to practice with just really small, seemingly trivial everyday decisions like what to eat, what to wear, what song to listen to, what direction to take on your walk. Make it a habit to get in that habit of, and that was redundant, but that's okay, listening to your intuition and then actually doing the thing that your intuition says. And then way number four is to ask for signs and synchronicities and then release the attachment to having to have to receive them. And then way number five is to clear out the crap, clear out as much crap as possible. So just being really mindful of what you're eating, other people's energies that maybe you're holding onto, and also releasing attachment and expectation. So there you have it, my friend some things that you can do to strengthen that inner GPS of yours. Uh, it has been a journey for me and I'm so excited to continue on this journey. And I will probably be sharing even more on this topic in coming episodes as I continue the journey. So that is all I have for today. And woo, my goodness, I think we made it through with minimal noise. There was a truck at some point and I was secretly being like, oh my gosh, I hope they can't hear that. So I don't know if you did or not, but we made it through. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to try one of the things that I talked about, one of the strengthening ways. Try that today. See what happens. Have fun with it. Most importantly, don't put this pressure on yourself. Just have fun with it. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, also tag me at minimalistboss on uh, Instagram. It's actually minimalist.boss. So if you enjoyed this episode, tag me minimalist.boss. Send me a DM, whatever. I would love, seriously love to know if you enjoy hearing this type of content because I love learning about it and putting it into practice and also sharing it. So if you enjoy it, that would be great because I would love to share more about it in future episodes. <gasps> so let me know on that. Okay, that is all I have for today, my friend. Thank you so much and I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Wait, don't go just yet. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like an epic free gift from yours truly, then I would so appreciate it if you would take just 20 seconds to leave a review of my podcast over on Apple Podcasts. This is the best way that you can support the show and help me to keep the episodes coming week after week. Not only are reviews what help my podcast to actually get seen, but I read every single review and I truly love to know that you're enjoying the show. It really does mean so much. And bonus, when you leave me a review, I'm gonna give you a free PDF download of my top 10 business lessons and how you can apply them to see more growth in your business. You can't get this free golden nugget anywhere else, 
So to grab it, simply leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts, screenshot the review before you hit submit, and then email that screenshot over to my team at customersuccess at minimalistboss.com. Again, simply email that screenshot over to customersuccess at minimalistboss.com to claim your free gift and to totally make my day. Thank you so much, my friend, and I will see you in the next episode.